Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Latta and James Boyd. And thank you for listening. One Nation Sports. Yo, what's good? This is Wale and it's One Nation Radio. Yeah, I know. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to One Nation Radio. This is episode 50 of One Nation Radio. James, what's going on, man? And, uh, it's going to be one of our wrestling podcasts. It's been a couple weeks since we dropped the wrestling one. A lot of things been going on on One Nation Radio. Shots with Wally coming on. Also, spread the word to everybody. Go ahead and search for us on iTunes. I actually just got the email confirmation today from iTunes where you can type in One Nation Radio. Um, give it about two days. Um, from now, which is today's Wednesday. So by the time Friday comes, you can search One Nation Radio. Make sure you rate and review it just to get it populating in the, the um, you know the circle of iTunes and all that. But um, what's going on with you, James? Not much. Not much. Just trying to knock out two of these real quick. So, uh, you know, just um, which one are we doing first? Are we doing wrestling or are we doing we're Orange do, is New Black? We're going to do wrestling. Um, those of you guys that also watch Orange is New Black... Um, we'll be dropping both of these. I'll be dropping both of these, like, you know, relatively soon. So, um... Back to back. Yeah, back to back. <laughs> you know, champions. But, um, WWE, um, first big news, obviously, Daniel Bryan isn't champion anymore, which leaves us with a Money in the Bank ladder match for the belt, as well as a regular Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, the participants for the Money in the Bank um, title match or John Cena, Roman Reigns, Sheamus, Bray Wyatt, Alberto Del Rio, Cesaro, Cesaro, and one more, Randy Orton. How'd I forget Orton? Um, I don't know how you remembered all of them off the top of your head like that. I don't know either, but <laughs> I think it was just because of the graphic I sent you. Like, um, they're having that four on three handicap match on Friday. Oh, yeah. My first question was, how did they get convinced all them boys to wrestle on SmackDown? I don't know. They just, I don't know what's the point of that because it somebody's going to be made to look bad. Somebody got to take the pin. By either the back, either the good guys have to lose, which why would you ever want you know a team of John Cena, uh, Roman Reigns, and, and Sheamus. Sheamus, yeah, to, to lose, or you have the four heels all I'm, lose, which would be stupid considering you had Randy Orton be your champion, and then you had John Cena in the feud. I bet you Del Rio takes the pin. <laughs> yeah, Del Rio, like, I was saying it to you, like, it makes no, you look at it, it's like, Del Rio doesn't really belong on here, but whatever, we'll, we'll have him out there. The odd thing about that was, I actually, I was on the network last night, I was just randomly going back through stuff, I watched when Del Rio cashed in on CM Punk. The 2011 SummerSlam? It feels like it was so long ago. Yeah, it's like, it they like gave the belt ago. to Del Rio, like? Not only did they give the belt to Del Rio, he won it back, he beat John Cena and CM Punk at Hell in a Cell that year. Yeah. For the belt. Yeah. Yeah. Beat them superheroes. He beat CM Punk clean. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> as clean as you can in a he match beat, with no rules. Yeah. He beat them clean. Um, so going into it, it looks like Roman Reigns has like a ton of momentum. Um, fresh off the shield breakup. Um, I can't remember if we talked about it or not. I think we did. Um, the shield breakup? Yeah. I don't remember either. Yeah, um, obviously it's like it's probably it's the end of the uh, you know the greatest group in wrestling you know today and possibly all time. Uh, the whole heel turn with Rollins turning on you know Reigns and Ambrose was a seismic shift in the landscape of WWE. With Daniel Bryan going out, it it doesn't even it's like. They they moved on without CM Punk, and now they almost moved on without Daniel Bryan. Is it seismic, or is it like something they just had to do because they don't have a champion? They need to stretch. They need, they need all hands on deck to make to kind of keep this shit afloat until SummerSlam. Well, this was this was I think coming anyway. Like, yeah, it was. Like now, Dean Ambrose has his own music, and he's his new wrestling attire is going to be like a tank top and, and jeans. So he's going to be wrestling in jeans, basically. 
Yeah, uh, he looks I, like he's on a collision course. It looked like he was on a collision course for a one-on-one match with uh, Amber or with uh, Rollins, but now Rollins says he's in the Money in the Bank match. Um, so, which means like chances are Ambrose will get his ass in there somehow, some way too. Yeah, because I mean at this point, besides Ambrose and predictably Zig, just assuming Ziggler and RVD, who else would be in it? I think so Rusev. I, he looked really good on Monday night like when they let him uh, score off with Roman Reigns. Um, the, there was a buzz in the arena. Well, my, my thing for that would be if you're going to have him go go like toe-to-toe with Reigns and then have him like beat the hell out of Reigns, you know, even though it was a five-minute match, it was a, it was a you know. Whenever you say five minutes, I think it was a five-minute white boy challenge. <laughs> anyway, like to see them have that match at, um, at Payback, him and uh, Big E, we haven't. I don't think I've seen it on TV since uh, or in a match. So for them to do that, they they have to book him to where either he's going to win the bet or he's not going to be in it because it doesn't make much sense to have him in there and then have him lose to a bunch of like second uh, the second tier guys the way they're building him. Yeah. They're having to squash people left and right. Yeah, he. Um... Who did he fight on Monday? He fought uh, Heath Slater. Yeah. on Monday. Who he beat inside of one minute. Uh, speaking of Heath Slater, I like to say rest in peace to 3MB. You know, one of one also the greatest groups ever. You know, um, with all the firings, what do, you, what do you make all these firings? Also, JTG finally uh, was fired. Oh, they got him too. They finally got JTG. Do you think? Do you think they fired people and then like they saw the heat there again online? I was like, I guess we got to get rid of JTG too. Um, I don't think this actually happened. It would be funny if that was the case. Like, yeah, I'm not we sure. We can't let this slide. Like, we, <laughs> we can't. We can't let this slide. I'm not sure, uh, but when I was at NXT last week, um, the uh, in Orlando, the full sale, the rabid crowd immediately to start to show all the people's names that were fired were being chanted. You know, by everyone in there. So you know, it was like it got those guys over by oh by getting fired. God. Yeah, maybe they can all visit them on the Indies. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, so, like, look, what was the list of people? It was like Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, Oksana. Oksana yeah. She got that box. Yeah, Oksana got fired. JTG now that they're finding out. Camacho. Yeah, com- yeah Camacho. I'm, I'm shocked they fired Camacho. Yeah, Camacho was on NXT, wasn't he? Yeah, and he he's actually all right. He's he's fucking jacked. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he, can, he can make the roster. Uh, and plus his dad is Ming. Do they want Ming to come kick their ass? Or no? Uh, and the other thing, who else was also... Yoshitatsu finally got that box. Yeah. Um, there were a couple other people. You know. Hornswoggle still got a job. Yep. Bless their hearts. WLC. WLC say that man's job. Yeah. He's about to get fired. Yeah. Then again, you know, they have to, you know, break up amicably. Because, you know, you can always give them that... You always, you know, file a lawsuit. For discrimination. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, what 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 do, like what do you think about you know the thought of this ladder match with seven people? Um, for the for the belts. Now you had mentioned something to me about they don't do odd numbers. I could have swore a couple of years ago they did um, a five man one, the one that Cena won. It was Miz, Jericho, Big Show, Cena, and that was two thousand. One other guy, twelve, 12 right? Yeah. I want to say there was five in that one, um, but I don't have a problem with it. It's just, you know, is it more of, you know, everyone has to have someone to fight at the same time? I mean, they can figure it out. It, well, for me, like, historically, you look at most matches, unless it's like a triple threat, they rarely do numbers like nine, seven, or five. You know, they've never had like a 27-man Royal Rumble. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's always been 30 or 40. And... Uh, they normally always do battle royals. It's always like twenty or whatever. They did a forty-one man battle royal on SmackDown sometime last year. Well, from what I from what I can remember, I believe just the, me uh, being that guy that I believe knows that shit. the uh, the Andre the John Memorial thirty man over the top rope battle royal. I believe that had thirty. I believe Cesaro was thirty-one. Really, thirty-one, yeah, yeah. But he he basically how did David Otunga not get fired? Well, Tom was just in a movie. Well, then again, he was just in a movie for them. I, I guess that's yeah. the reason why not. Otunga, We're not advocating anyone getting fired, by the way. <laughs> but well, I mean, you kind of trying to somehow you trying to be rational about how to fire him. Like they fired him because they fired him. I don't. I mean, and a lot of it, it, you know, people say he got fired. 
Like, they got released. Release and fire don't mean the same exact thing. Like, some of these people probably were like, especially like someone like Oksana was probably like, yeah, I probably just don't want to do this anymore. Or I, just, or I don't want to do this right now. Mm-hmm. People get released all the time. I'm going to miss Oksana, though. I'm going to miss Oksana. I won't. Yeah. Good riddance. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute uh, with Naomi and Cameron and Paige. Uh, Monday Night Raw, like, had a couple of interesting matchups. Uh, we had Ambrose versus Bad News Barrett. Um, basically, I had tweeted, "Go ahead, Internet, pick one." You know, <laughs> they had a you know pretty good you know hard hitting contest. That'd be a nice feud because both of them you know pretty much like to run it. I don't. Uh, I'm more interested in the match that happened before that. I was more interested in seeing like Ambrose and Ziggler like wrestle each other and get a wrestle to each Ziggler. Other. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I'm tripping. Rollins, Rollins, call him Rollins. Just in. Yeah, Rollins. Rollins, Seth Rollins, and Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more interested in seeing that them get it on, yeah, in a match in the ring. And also, um, Sheamus and Bray Wyatt uh, locked up. Basically, um, they're moving Bray Wyatt on the scene of light now. Scene of light, which is Sheamus, because um, a main event they did Sheamus and the Usos versus yeah, the Wyatt so family. Know. Who won that um, match? It was a, I think it was a DQ. Of course. Uh, actually, no, it wasn't. The Wyatt family won. Excuse me. Oh. The Wyatt family won. Pretty all right match. What well, kind of fools just happened for them to win? It had to be uh, some type of thing where they well, went over due to some weird circumstance. Well, no, nah, he caught uh, Wyatt caught one of the Usos coming off the rope, and then you know gave him that sister Abigail move, and then oh, it was over. Okay. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So they have that battle royal. What What do you make of this toilet humor that happened uh, Monday Night Raw, where Roman Reigns out here and spiking people's t- drinks and? You know, is this necessary? Is no, it wasn't at all. <laughs> they could have just, it could have just been enough to where they just mistreated Vicky enough to where she just gave Roman Reigns a job or the, or put him into that Royal, or, or Battle Royal. But they, I don't know. They, they just did that just to do it. They, they just, I guess Somebody they, 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 they just needed, they just needed some screen time for, for more screen time for Triple H and Stephanie, which I, I'm all for, but. I kind of like them to be more like mean than funny. I don't know. Yeah, um, Stephanie is no no doubt she'll she'll let somebody she she takes after her daddy in this fact where she shows she, ass. Yeah, she'll she'll show ass out there like <laughs> not the way y'all hope for, but she'll she'll allow herself to be the butt of the joke. Yeah, you know, I mean think that's about pretty much how Chris Jericho got yeah, over. Yeah, <laughs> I think all the things Chris Jericho had said about her. You know, dirties, thank you, filthy, bottom-feeding, trash bag, you know. Yeah, you also throw in the fact that what Daniel Bryan said about her, uh, like, right the night after uh, SummerSlam on Raw, when he says, you know, Triple H, you know, when you lay down with trash, sooner or later you begin to stink. So, that's definitely an issue that she, you know, she has no, no issue with that. Right. I was glad to see see Reigns uh, go ahead and win. Uh, I've find myself cheering a lot for the good guys actually now like it's i don't know there's something weird going on shocker you're rooting for the people that they want you to root for yeah a shocker like uh luke harper's getting more mic time which is awesome he hasn't been bad like he's just, he's spewing out the same ridiculous shit as uh as uh as your boy yeah, but he's not he's like, not he, doing it in this in this accent. It makes, it makes more sense. Yes. Yeah, he's not. He's like he's not sounding like a preacher, like because he's a follower, Rich. Yeah, I stand corrected. He said the follow, I, so he I, just I, you I know, stand corrected. He basically is like the he's basically like the deacon at the church. He's like, <laughs> he he's like the deacon. Like he he only comes out and does his little thing. He doesn't come out there. And try to be like does he work? Does he work better in small doses? Yes. So the look, and so does uh, uh, oh my god, I'm just calling him Ambrose, and so does uh, Roman Reigns. Definitely, mm-hmm. Roman Reigns. You can't have him out there and cut up over five minutes, but you give him like five lines. Yeah, he'll nail those five lines, and he, like he's been great with it. Um, one thing you had mentioned to me before was you had an idea about Roman Reigns being one of the most protected guys ever. Yeah. Uh, could you just elaborate a little bit on that? Okay. They brought him out in the shield, uh, which he's around. So that means 
I, I can't even think. He has he even been in five singles matches. Uh, I'd say so. I'd say I, I believe he fought Daniel Bryan before. He's fought Sam Punk. He's fought uh, Kane. He's fought Mark Henry. He's fought. It seems like all his matches have ever been have been like singles matches. I'm not saying he can't perform, but like I've yet to see him in a 15 minute match. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've never, I've yet to see him in a match where, all right, you're going to go and wrestle, and it's going to be we're on TV. We're going to go to a commercial break and come back, mm-hmm. or you're going to make an event and be a singles match. Like I've never, I don't think I've seen that with right. him. Or yeah, you're going to wrestle for you know 17 to 20 minutes right. on pay per view. That's still to come with him too. Like, and I say it's, it's amazing that they've gotten this much out of him without giving him that spotlight. So a he's fresh. B, he has a lot of possible opponents still left as everyone else, like, tends to get hotter around him. Like, it'll make for better matchups in the long run instead of just wasting it all, you know. And the thing is, the reason why I'm thinking about him being protected is because of that same mission, like, is what you just mentioned. All them dudes he's wrestled over the years and, like, these tag matches, that's not the same as, like, when they start wrestling these guys in single competition. So Mm -hmm. he could very well end up like winning the title, and then like have the whole entire locker room worth of guys to wrestle against. Yep. And that could give him, you know, that can give him up to like two, three years at this point. Yep. That can give him two years worth of stuff to do. Um, if you were to say, like, all right, he fights one guy, he fuses one guy once every three months or so, three to four months. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's still got to eventually run it with Rollins. And he still has a heel turn to do. Like a real heel turn, not like oh. He's the heel, but we all like him and 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 whatnot. Like as an indiv- as an individual wrestler, like I'm all in on this rain shit. Like, and they, they let him keep the shield music, so yeah. it's like, like if y'all ain't down with Roman Reigns, I got two words for you. Like it, he's almost like a or three words. He's deal almost, with it. He's almost like a <laughs> he's almost like a uh, like a cross between a bunch of different guys. Like he's, he's like he's like one part Goldberg, one part Batista, another part like Diesel, like Lex Luger, like uh, yeah. It's just they they just have to make sure not to mess it up, and I think that's why they protected him so much. <laughs> that's like, why I, I told you I was like they can't afford to fuck him up. Like I mean, but I mean not, sooner or later they're gonna have to use him because at this point with no champion, it's kind of like a glass break glass escape emergency type situation to where like yeah we need to just you know. Forget trying to baby you, you know, and you need, you know, you're up. Like, yeah. you need to start. We need to stretch you Strong out so you, can, you know, so you can, you know, throw a hundred, a hundred and fifteen pitches. All right, no, no pitch limit on you, like Strasburg. Um, is giving Cena the title like a, that's a, a terrible thing. thing? No, that's the safest thing they can do. Like, um, he's the status quo of I, the company. I seen someone put an article out. I won't, I won't mention their name. Uh, they uh, basically said a John Cena title win will tarnish his legacy. I couldn't disagree more. Why would it tarnish his legacy? Because what, what was it, his reasoning? Because it would, it would be perceived that, he, you know, with this youth movement that's going on in WWE, that he would be perceived, you know, he would be giving more, you know, ammunition to the people to say he holds people down and buries people. I'm like... Honestly, that shit doesn't matter because we don't know what like like what do we know about what goes on in their you know booking meetings? I like honestly, we know nothing. Okay, now generally speaking, how we do this in a promotion? Now, granted, WWE is the promotion. Yeah. How many got? How many? Man, we, we talked about this the other day. How many legitimate main event guys are there? And I don't mean stop yet main event guys like a Sheamus. I mean guys that could be like the main event for, geez, half a year right now. Six pay-per-views right now. How many guys do have? They have Orton, Daniel Bryan. Uh-huh. And they didn't have Orton this time last year as, a, as one of those guys. Exactly. They have Orton, Daniel Bryan, But the thing Cena. with Orton is it takes it takes Triple H to have to like do all do most of the promo work for him to do that. Yeah. So so it's so you have three so you said you mentioned three guys. Yeah. Who else do we have right now? You might have the shield. You might have the shield. If you can involve it in involving the two other guys in some type of triangle for their fighting yeah. and them breaking up, right? Yep. Okay, so that's so that's six guys, right? And, and, and they're trying with Bray Wyatt, but I don't see it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Not as a heel, because then he, like he's a conqueror. He's not like he's a quote unquote conqueror. So for him to like 
you know, get involved. Like, he's, like, I'm trying to win the, if he wins the belt, then what? That's why it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, so, for, so, Kane, like, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so, so, at this point, they have, Cena had a good match. So, like, essentially speaking, they have, what, four people. Like, they have the three people we mentioned, plus one of those shield guys, because you have to rely on the other two people to make it work. Yeah. Right? I mean, you got so, Stardust. <laughs> we'll get to that later. So, if you were to say, yeah, we have these, these you know, quote-unquote four people, so that we would just assume automatically it would be Reigns, correct? Right. All right. So, we have those four people. Uh, in a promotion, you typically have three to four people, right? And you can only, you know, you can give the belt to someone outside of the, outside of those four people, but it's really only to get the belt on one of those. It's four only to get people. the belt from, yeah, from transfer the belt from one of those four people to the other one, other three out of those four, right? Um, for X amount of time. So, if Cena's one of those guys, then what are we saying? Just like, more John Cena. Can you imagine just what, more blind John Cena. Can you imagine Cena what will happen if we put the belt on Cesaro right now? When cool. he has nothing going from other than Heyman talking Other than Heyman. And it, wouldn't Lesnar instantly have to pop out? Instantly? Exactly. Like, I mean, yes, we want to see that, but no, I got wouldn't one for that you. feel rushed? I, no, I got one for you. All right, fine. You don't want to see the win? Let's put it on Del Rio. How about Sheamus? No, 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 no. Let's put it on Del Rio or Sheamus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what the fuck will you do with that right now? <laughs> like, and I love Sheamus to death, but like he's the king of he's the, he's the best wrestler to have the worst feuds in like the last three years, I think. Um, and what's his last good feud? Maybe Big Show, and even that like the feud wasn't good. The matches were good. The matches were good, and it kind of went like it's it's a Sheamus issue. Like he, all his feuds go too long. Like even when he was fighting Del Rio all the times, like those match, like the SummerSlam match he had was really good. Um, another one of the matches he had was really good, but. Yeah, he went for four month, four or five months with him. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's pretty much Reigns or Cena, and it's Reigns, Cena, or Orton, and then yeah, you can Orton. have, and then you can have Orton. I think they give back to Orton personally. I think well, and just just run that shit. Like Orton never actually lost the belt. That's never true. Never got his rematch. That's true. And we and me and you were talking, me you and uh, the other guys in the, t- in the wrestling text group uh, that we have, and I was saying like, yeah. You look at it, like, since I started back watching wrestling, which is pretty much, like, 2011 SummerSlam, mm-hmm. everybody has lost, the, every time the belts got transferred, the WWE belt slash the World Heavyweight Championship belt, belts, anybody that has lost the belt got their rematch at a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And only three, only three exceptions are... Uh, Rock. Are Rock at SummerSlam 29, or SummerSlam, WrestleMania 29, yeah. Orton at 30, and Cena. John Cena at SummerSlam last year when he got hurt and came back and they didn't put a belt on him immediately. Yeah. And then he had a he had a, a quote unquote like the next month after that he had a he got kinda sorta of did get his rematch. Right. Except it wasn't his name Brian, it's Orton. Right. So like those are the three exceptions in three years. Yeah. So Orton's kinda due. No, it's y'all not like wanna Rock hear where, that. It's not like Rock where you know or for a rematch is what I mean. It's not like Rock where okay, you know, he left like he yeah. wasn't actually gonna. If, like, like we knew what it was. Yeah. Like you knew he was out of there. But um, that's gonna wrap up the first segment of One Nation Radio. We will be back to talk about the greatness that is Stardust and <laughs> and and Paige, <laughs> Naomi, and uh, Cameron, Usos, and Wyatt's, and a lot more. And my my journey to NXT. Alrighty, this is One Nation Radio. Welcome back to One Nation Radio. Still here, James? Yeah, man. Was I, was I supposed to go somewhere? <laughs> Just wanna, you know, I don't know if y'all can hear this music, but um, you know, the greatness of Stardust. You know, at first, you know, we had Dusty Rhodes. Now we had Gold Dust. Now we have Stardust. Yeah. Um, Absolutely amazing. I, when I, all right. What were your thoughts when you first saw it? I was like, what in the fuck is this, bro? Like, 
Because my initial thought with this whole thing where they were going was uh, basically Cody Rhodes would keep introducing all these partners, you know, to Goldust, like R-Truth, Kofi, uh, Sinkar, all the losing efforts, basically, and Cody would come out and say, okay, it's not just me that was losing with you. It's everyone that's losing with you. You're the real problem. He'll turn from there. But, unfortunately, uh, that wasn't, you know, the case. Uh, but we were rewarded with Stardust, uh, who you uh, said, I'm not going to steal your thunder with no. that, but... You want me to do it? Yeah. Look, man, when I first saw him, I thought he was an evil villain from from the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Straight up. <laughs> like, at first, I, like, like Rita, you know, went into the machine, pulled out the putty, and made that nigga, and put him out there to fight, you know, and then he's about to be losing, fighting Tommy, Trini, Kimberly, yep. Zach, Billy, and Jason, and Tommy, and then all of a sudden... Rita's finna pull out, was full and pull out. I forgot what she used to do, make him, you know, 50 feet t- or make him 100 feet tall, and then they yeah. had to pull out the Megazord. Right. Straight up. Like, he looked like the kind of character that would have got a two part episode on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in the first season. And that evil smile. Uh, That's why. Yes, I remember that. In the eyes. That, That's evil why. Smi- that evil smile, it was like, I took a picture of it and tweeted it. I was like, you can't unsee this. Ha 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 ha. You got, are no match for <laughs> for Stardust. I got like, Power like, Rangers. like double digit retweets on that. Like, it was ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, look. Like, the internet was on fire with this Stardust shit. It, it, look, the music sounded very good. I like the music. But the thing is, it looks so whack. It looks so 1994. Five. <laughs> it looks so 1995. Like Stardust. I don't like anything from 1995. Stardust is somebody that would have fought Undertaker. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, he absolutely would have fought Undertaker. Yes, he absolutely would have fought Undertaker. This, this is in line with the more non-threatening characters that you know are emerging now. Like we got a Fandango, we got an Adam Rose, we got Goldust. Now we got Stardust. What do you mean by non-threatening? You Say know, what you mean. They, not, Say what you mean. They're not the most masculine fellas in the world, you know. But we don't. But the thing is, this they, they don't look like they come to kick ass. No, no. As they my, first my thing priority. Is this, do we know that Stardust isn't masculine, or is it that the fact of we've seen what? Goldust Gold was because he's Goldust's brother, and then he's a taxi partner. Goldust, and all of a sudden, like he's supposed to be supposed to be like this sexually ambiguous person. Because I don't think that's the case. I think he's literally, literally just a comic book character. <laughs> I really, think, I really think he's just something off the off the page. Like, like Cody was writing, like scribbling some shit, or you know, just sketching some shit. It was like, I got this. Yeah. Gold uh, Stardust. That'll get that'll get the crowd over. <laughs> they need to bring out Dusty Dust. Will see. So the thing with me is, I like Cody so much that it took me it took me to yesterday to be like, you know what? I'm just gonna cheer for it. Yeah, I just, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever gets Cody some because he's such a good wrestler. Like, it, and he's so young and still. With, and with this character, from at least what, from what I can tell, this character is not gonna have much of a need to talk as much. And Cody, like his issue was like, remember when he was a heel with the with the face mask or yeah. with the, with the he face wasn't mask? bad, like. The way he talked, he sounded so weird. Um, like we definitely don't want to back. You don't definitely want to fall back and start doing dashing again with the with the, nah. with, the with the nightly with the nightly with, with preparation the lip, gloss. And the lip gloss. We don't want that. So I would say Damn. this character lets him just be a wrestler, and whether or not his psychology, the fact that he's kind of similar to like the Hurricane, yeah, we'll let that slide, and we'll just watch him. You know, he has a great finisher. That was going to be my thing. Is this another case of WWE hating the Rose family for 30 years? Oh, wow. Uh, look, man. You know. I, I can't speak on that. I wasn't there when during, the, during this uh, creative process. <laughs> for all I know. We're just going to stick it to Dusty. For all I know, this was Cody's idea. It for all I know. It could be. Somebody could have went up to Cody Rose and be like, Cody Rose might have had something else. And they was like, well, we're going to keep you where you at. You know, <laughs> that's not for you. What I will say is this: the only regret I have for this whole entire thing is the fact that they didn't break this out for WrestleMania. Like, can you imagine that debut, like that behind stage. that WrestleMania 30 uh, stage, and, and, and you know, and all the lighting effects and the and, the, and like the pyro? Imagine like the Alberto uh, Rio pyro, like this the. Just like the, just like the the, the, the yellow, you know, like the yellow pyrotech just shimmering down from the sky like rain with the, with the gold, with the with the you know, with all the gold and everything. And then that man turned around and you saw his face with that smile in his eyes. 
and how all them kids were trying to watch Daniel Brown win the title for the first time, win that, win those titles, it would have been perfect. Like, that that would have that would have either been, like, a big moment for him, or that would have, like, ruined WrestleMania 30. <laughs> like, one or one two, like, you're like, really? Like, that's something like some Jar Jar Bing shit from episode one of Star Wars. Like, really? Why is he always there? But, yeah, I hope it works out for uh, Cody, whatever he's going to do with that. But moving on to the next thing, I was kind of filling you in last night as it was happening on main event. Looks like it's the long-awaited breakup of the uh, Funkadactyls, uh, which I could have seen coming a mile away. Uh, looks like, you know, Cameron is kind of settling into, you know, being the hated, you know, person, the overbearing kind of, you know. She's the Owen Hart of the... Uh, <laughs> the Owen yeah, Hart? Yeah, you know, and, and Naomi is Brett. You know, she she's whiny. She's, you know, doing all this stuff like as far as over celebrating. Well, I would say this, and at least in Owen's situation, it appears that that was only on TV that he was like that, and he was beloved in the behind the scenes of, of like if you look at obviously, it's partially worked or mostly worked or whatever the reality show. But Cameron slash but Cameron in real life or on the reality show seems like. She, her natural role would have always been a heel. Yep. Yep. She uh, she she's instantly been unlikable. Always and forever. She she was hopping out the car and yelling at people on Total Divas. Girl, bye. Really? Girl, bye. Does that sound like something a face would say? Girl, bye. Um. Basically, um, Cameron had a match with Paige. She slapped Paige in the face on the WWE app to set up the match. We're basically saying, you know, she's tired of being overlooked and all this other stuff. Paige comes out there and drags her. And then, um, you know, the next night on main event, you know, Naomi gets a shot at Paige. Naomi beats her. Naomi's better than Paige anyway. Um, that might not be a popular opinion on the internet, but we don't give a fuck here on One Nation Radio. I haven't seen enough of Paige to give an honest critique. All I know is, from what I can see, she's not nearly the athlete that Naomi is. But, I mean, Naomi and... Like all those girls with those Naomi's a gem. Like Yeah, like I'm saying all those all those females that have like the cheerleader gymnastic background, like that's most of the battle for for women's wrestling, it seems. As far as being able to you know, captivate a crowd. Either you have to be the strong one or you can just like yell Beth a lot. Phoenix that just run <sighs> You either have to be like Beth Phoenix and you know, basically basically the person that spots and throws around the that yeah. the gym at the gymnast, or you have to be the gymnast. Alright. Um and that's how you'd be able to get these, you know, very very good match. Or, or you could be, you know, like Trish. Like she's like the exception to the rule, just about. Yeah. Um basically Naomi got the victory, Cameron, you know, hopped in basically and celebrated like she actually beat her. And you know, Naomi kinda looked at her like, huh? So um Paige goes up to uh shake Naomi's hand. And Cameron's like, nah, we ain't having that. So, pretty much, <laughs> we, ain't we ain't having that. Girl, bye. Uh, so, Paige promptly whoops her ass, you know, and they them to get into it. She sneak attacks Paige. Paige gets the upper hand, and Naomi's standing there watching the entire time, not helping. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she ends up shaking, her ha- shaking Paige's hand, she meaning Naomi. And, I don't know. I mean, I can tell where this is headed. But, you know, them being the Funkadactyls, that has to end anyway because Brodus Clay is not in the company anymore. Oh, yeah. He also got featured Endeavor. That's right. Yeah. So, if anything leads to Naomi being the champion, I'm down with. So. I just feel like this is. Uh, I feel like this is all like some type of placeholder type thing. Like, whether it was his Paige or Naomi, like, eventually, like, uh, isn't AJ going to come back on TV? Supposedly she just got married to CM Punk, like July, June thirteenth, I think, last Friday or something. They actually tied the knot. Okay, that's fine. Eventually she's gonna come back to work, right? Never know. Could be done. That's what they're saying. Wow. Could All be right. done. But um, that, I'm, I'm sure CM Punk and AJ, you know, when they're not on the road, that them sitting down together, that's gonna just work on blissful, just blissfully, <laughs> blissful harmony, you know. Uh, but when they don't have the bond of you know being on on you know uh, lunch boxes, flying lunch boxes in the air, and have no place to go. 
Well, I mean, if, they, if that's true love, good for them, but it's hard. You, you know how this works in this profession. Like, yeah. they all, they always hooking up, yeah. and then it'll They're never work somewhere. out. Yeah. Like, you don't see Lita with, you know, Edge or Matt Hardy or Anymore. even CM Punk. Anymore. Yeah. Um, this one, work out. one guy that has come back, and I kind of compared him to, you know, an, an NBA player of the past that was very exciting and now is just kind of, you know, floating around. Really, he, he, he's still doing his thing. He has his own niche, but it's just, you don't want to see it. Like, it's like, oh, I don't want to remember this this way. Rob Van Dam, you know, is kind of just floating around. I forgot, what was your, compa- your comparison after? He's like, he's like Vince Carter oh, right shit. now. <laughs> it, it's, it's like Rob Van Dam is the Vince Carter of, of WWE. Vince Carter comes off the bench for an eighth seed, bro. Bro, that's pretty much what Rob Van Dam is now. <laughs> I th- his thing. He, look, think about it. He never got any better from what he used to do back then, or whatever. He's old now, but how, he never well, figured he, out how, something how, else. How old is Rob? Rob Van Dam's got to be like forty-one, maybe. He's forty. I mean, but you know, he he never he never he, never he never he never added anything else to you know his game. Pretty much, and Vince Carter's whole thing was that he was the dunk machine, highlight reel, whatever. And that was the same thing for, for Van Dam. Never really, you know. Vince's problem pro- was that he was soft. Is he RBD, had a lot of problems. Is yeah. RBD soft? Uh, I don't. I don't think doing, it's soft in that case. Doing all the ECW and shit. Nah, like, you're not soft. You're Come on now. No, no, no wrestler is soft. You know how many times you can land on your neck? You tell me <laughs> doing the shit he does. You tell me why he's like, nah, he's no, not soft. I, I'm not calling him soft His at all. Issue, I feel like this. He's older wrestler. At this point, they, they have, have bring, no, bring, no, bring, no role. They only bring him out so he can guys. Go ahead. The only issue he has is for he, early time he comes back now in these little tours is for him to come out, get into a program with somebody, and establish you know the name, and then add you know for the potential DVDs later that and you know catalog people like yeah I wrestled RVD, RVD yeah. wrestled this person. They had a couple matches. One was really good. They throw it on the DVD. <laughs> on a newer DVD, I don't know if they ever had one for him. It's so, like, uh, I just, I, I just don't want to see it because they don't. I don't feel like they have a clue how to how to use him right now. Compared to last year, definitely not. Last year they actually had some for him. Like from that little that run he had from Money in the Bank to after he was done, he was helping people yeah. out. It was like, oh, when he came back at the night after WrestleMania. It was like, oh, Rob Van Dam's back. Cool. It's, oh. I think a lot of that had to do because they. I feel like they were more prepared after WrestleMania than most years. Like they had a lot of stuff going on. Whether it was, you know, the way they set up that Raw to where the Shield turns on author- the authority and it's Shield versus, and they put Evolution together. Shield Evolution, and you also have Daniel Bryan in a, you know, what we thought at first was a a feud that nobody wanted to see, and then they have a great a, a great match. And you're like, oh well, we have to shut up because Daniel Bryan, he can, you know, he. He's been doing this for a long time, turning right. bad stuff into great stuff. So right. anything he touches is going to be pretty good regardless. And, you know, he kind of got lost in the shuffle. Like, you would have assumed that um, between Sheamus, RVD, Cesaro, and Bad News Barrett, Dale's guys would have all had, like, yeah, rotated. in a circle. Yeah, much. but that didn't happen. They uh, went with and that. And it seemed like that's what they were going at. They went with that Intercontinental Title Tournament instead. And it's interesting how, how Barrett now is being used as this hitman for the authority, pretty much. Anything um, to get a hill over. Huh? Anything to get a, a give a bump to a hill at this point. Yeah. I mean, they did that with the Shield. Yeah. Um, they're doing that with the Wyatts now. It's like the Wyatts and the, it's the Wyatts and Bad News Barrett have replaced the Shield now. Yeah. And Orton. But Orton's still there. So what you're saying is Orton needs to turn face. These boys. That's gonna happen eventually. Now, I don't know when that's gonna happen because Triple H and Stephanie are such great heels that you don't want to want to break this up yet. I don't know if people are lining up to exactly to just cheer for Randy Orton right now. Oh, he's. Just, I mean, because the thing is, he's just—he's naturally a better suited heel than a face. He just is. So, um, and I feel like. When he's a heel, he makes for a better heel in certain situations to where if you're going to let him, you can't let him be, uh, like for example, the, t- the little t- short time frame he had between 
um, TLC and Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. that's the hill he should be. Right. Like, he can actually win fights. He's not just, like, a guy that's just a guy out there that's holding the belt for Triple H. That worked when he, you know, when he beating Cena. But when he's this guy that's just, you know, I just do whatever Triple H says, and it's fine, right. then it's like no one can take him seriously. I know someone that asked who he can't whoop, Danny Hodge. <laughs> or Daniel Bryan. At this point, <laughs> he has been that man in almost in like a year now. Um, Clean, anyway. Uh, I, I kind of want to, we, we're going to get into it in the next segment. We're going to wrap up our last segment. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Legends of Wrestling show and and the great Danny oh, Hodge. My new favorite, my new favorite pastime to watch these old things are like seven years old now at this point. Yeah. All right. So uh, this is One Nation Radio. It's not over with. The man tried tried to cripple my esophagus, tried to keep me from rapping, tried to keep the people from hearing me, trying to keep me from talking to my babies at home and everything. This is serious now, baby. They are bringing in the green stretcher. They are bringing in, look at the green now. Complete madness, pandemonium. 10,000, 8,000 people standing on their feet, Jack. This is being paid. This is what it's all about. The greatest sport in the world today. They're not going to do it to me. Von Group is not going to do it to me. The people won't let it happen. I won't let it happen. The American dream. And there is the end. The gold medal winner. The Olympic champion. 1968. Bob Roop. All-American. Taken from the battleground. Unconscious with one sign. <laughs> Look, man. Okay. Now, um, I, I still have not gotten the network. However, I have access to the network. And because I have access to the network, the worst thing I could imagine has happened. I'm not even watching wrestling. I'm watching people talk about wrestling on a nonstop <laughs> basis. Um, the old show that was from, you know, like not 06 to even 2012 called The Legends of Wrestling that they have in the WWE vault mm-hmm. uh, and shows on WWE Network is just ridiculous and entertaining, fun to watch. And it's, it's you know, it's basically a five, it's basically like a, a roundtable discussion with five people. Uh, five different people. Like a lot of a lot of times, it's um, it's Oakland, it's Jim Ross, it's um, Michael Hayes. Michael, Michael Hayes, it's Lawler, or it's um, someone like Bill Watts or Dusty Rhodes, yeah. and they're talking about different subjects. Um, one in particular was uh, the one that I liked the most so far has been the one about Texas, uh-huh. and um, du- and it's just Dusty talking about his time in um, <laughs> his actual time in uh, Florida. And him and his tag team partner Dick Murdoch, and he's fighting uh, Harley Race, and mm-hmm. he bit. And you heard the commentary. This little part we we captured, he's blacked out. Like you understand <laughs> why people like absolutely love Dusty, and you know the the talker he was. Yeah. And, you know he said, and this is night. Keep in mind, this is this is championship wrestling Florida. This is like the seventies. Yeah. You know he's like, trying to keep me Dusty from Rose rapping. Is God out here. You know trying to keep me from rapping. Trying to keep the people from hearing me. Yeah. You know. Try to keep me from talking to my babies back at home. And yep. there comes the green stretcher. Dude's getting paid. <laughs> Kicking, biting, scratching, and clawing. You know? Y'all gonna pick him, take him to the field of ambrosia. Yep. <laughs> the fields of ambrosia. Like, I, what does that even mean? Bro, I, I have no idea what that means. But had, original, had we been recording oh this podcast gosh. in 1974 oh rather than, ni- than 2014 or 1978, I'm, I'm pretty sure I would have been a, a really big Dusty Rose mark. Bro, he said he has more moves than a bowl of jello and that he moves so fast that slow motion can't even keep up with him. Yes. 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 <laughs> it's ridiculous, man. This is the this is the late this is the mid to late seventies and he's talking like uh, yeah, I had you know no idea. Supposed to be talking, about, talking like that. I had no idea. I had no idea. Like, I I knew du- I knew Dusty was beloved, but now like just from seeing like these couple clips and also like the hard times uh, uh-huh. promo, you're like, oh Dusty Rose is playing a black man. Like that dude Okay, now and so also, man Rose. one thing that was mentioned in the um in the, in one of the uh, Legend of Wrestling episodes is that um, P. S. Hayes he asked somebody an old timer I think it was in the seventies the nineteen seventies episode mm-hmm. if Dusty got uh, some of his stuff like if he basically 
Swagger Jack like half of what yeah. he did from uh, a black wrestler. I forgot the yeah. dude's name. Uh, and dude, Thunderbolt Patterson. Yeah, and he basically like, yeah, basically yeah, he stole half of it. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Whatever. People still shit all the time in wrestling, so I'm not swing that. However, um, Dusty is such a, is a gigantic beloved figure, and now it all makes sense to me. It's like why it's like hearing about is is one thing to hear about Bill Russell, another thing to actually like see some highlight clips and you see like oh the inside and you like oh I understand it now. The dude was a freak athlete, is or when it comes to Bill Russell, oh you know or I don't understand why you know this guy necessarily so good I don't get it. And you, you finally see it, and you understand it, you mm-hmm. get more uh, more context. And right. I'm getting more and more context by seeing this stuff when I'm hearing about people like Nick Bockwinkle mm-hmm. or hearing like about the Funks. Yeah, like I had to explain to you like how big a deal like the AWA was. Like they weren't just this you know side organization. Literally, was, everyone that became a major star went through the AWA. Like for me, because I had not the territories. Like I always assumed you know, like all the territories were equal, but they weren't. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed like okay, if you were like if you were like someone like Dusty, they that you know one belts of all these different regions, and just going through all around the country. That means like okay, well, I mean Dusty must be like the best out of all of them, and then like all these other guys that stay, like oh that's cool. But when I thought AWA, I thought they were I thought they were number three behind you know right. Georgia yeah. Georgia Georgia slash Crockett in WWF. in WWF. Yeah. But it turns out no, nah, actually. They might cable have been. cable blew them up because of the or because of TBS, but they but Georgia didn't have as many Georgia and the Mid Atlantic didn't have as many wrestlers as it, the mid or the Midwest did. Like what happened with them? I actually watched their documentary yesterday. Was they had a lot of talent to begin with? Then there was like a mass exodus starting with like Hogan and Oakland, and then they lost like a lot of their like ground that they had as far as like their talent, but. They rebounded because they were able to get the national deal with ESPN, where and then they pretty. But it was much, already too late by that point. Wasn't it, it was too late, but they were able to get a second run because all the new guys they were bringing in, they were bringing in like the Road Warriors, they were bringing in Shawn Michaels and uh, Marginetti, Rick Martel, um, Brian Pillman. Uh, no, not Brian Pillman. Um, what's his name? Never mind. Uh, but they were able to bring a host of talent in the late 80s, you know, there. But by then, you know, the wheels started falling off again. Like, Larry Zabisco w- was still there. He could talk, like, ridiculous. And then uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, comes along. He's, like, their savior. And Bachwinkle's still there trying to hold it all together. But <clears throat> the AWA was is really interesting. Uh, I'd recommend watching that one. That documentary's on the network as well. Um, but these... These shoots with all these guys, I find them very interesting because you think you know a lot of stuff, but one thing I enjoyed, I don't know, have you ever seen the part with Michael Hayes and Edge? No. Oh my God, it's phenomenal. Like for me personally, it's one thing for like you send a shoot, you watch a shoot interview and you see somebody just go, mm-hmm. and then it's another thing when it's one person sitting amongst other five guys that also know the story. Yep, and there's like, you gotta check your... So you can't like, like you can like embellish to an extent, but you can't just like tell it just like straight out factual otherwise they'll check you on it, obviously. Right. And I can let you just go off and be like, yeah, this dude did this. And you're like, nah, bro, that didn't happen like that. There's somebody on there that you felt like you have a better understanding for them now? Yeah, Bischoff. Bischoff and Nash. I too. Bischoff and Nash. Um, when Bischoff was talking about uh, the Monday Night Wars... And it was always this thing of egotism. And granted, like, he's still selling you, but he doesn't seem like, he seems like he's more of a person than an actual, like, evil, maniacal, diabolical character, which is, I mean, that's part of the, you know, part of what I mean by selling. What are you doing by being so modest? Mm -hmm. Um, As far as Nash, Nash seemed like he legitimately had the idea of, okay, this is a business. We were going to do all this stuff to have Goldberg, to extend this by having Goldberg run through NWO again, but Goldberg got hurt, so we were fucked. Yeah. And one of my past columns, I had Nash ranked at, like, my number three as far as, you know, shoot interview guys you must see. He just comes off so believable. He's He makes great use of profanity, but he doesn't overdo it. Yeah. 
he and everything just he's been around so many different people and he he's had so many people talk shit about him it's natural that he would actually be interesting because a he's answering all those people and b he's so believable it's like you almost you want to take kevin nash's side uh when it comes to this stuff i like for example i, I remember the one shoot he did when he was talking about uh the the match he had with foley mm-hmm I'm sorry, well, Foley's the ref. And I believe it's against Triple H. Against Triple H, yeah. Yeah, and how the kickout one, I mean, how the kickout was messed up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you're like, all right, well, this dude's just, I guess, like, for me, I'm one of those, like, Foley's almost like the guy to be like, if I'm going to believe anybody when it comes to a situation, mm-hmm. I'm going to believe Foley over the rest of you guys because Foley's not, like, really the type to really be up on the ego, seeing that he's the guy that's jumping off. The, the building for these other guys. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? And he's out there wearing and, leopard jackets. Yeah, and he's self deprecating. Right? He's self deprecating, <laughs> and you know, and all that kind of stuff. So for you know, I'm kind, of, I'm more than likely to, to leave him when it comes to that kind of stuff. So when you see, you know, Nash talking about, you know, uh, what do you think of Bret Hart? And Bret's like, I don't care. I favor nations. Like he signed on for all that money that boosted up my 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 contract. More power to him. Right. And when he talked about. And he got to the point to where he said, you know, it's really, I was about trying to make this money. Like, I made all these moves. I really didn't want to leave WWE, WWF at the time, but I had to. And that's, t- and, I, and the weird thing is that all the guys that, that were made stars in WWF that went to WW, or WCW, they all say that. Now maybe that's revi- yeah. obviously that's one thing to say in retrospect because obviously no one wants to admit that yeah I I bought in on a loser, I bought you know I bought shitty stock. Yeah. No one wants to say that, but it's even the guys that were that were trying to get to WWE like someone like a Jericho, like it was, they knew it was like a hellhole the whole time they were there and then when Jericho said when he went to WWE it was like entering the land of Oz like. You know the Midwest. He was in the Midwest, which is WCW, and that black and white. All of a sudden, it's like you know color. You know when you get to WWE, because in WCW they're gonna keep you where you at. Yeah. You know, it's not for you, baby. It's not for you. You know, it's like the Indian caste system. You know, as Jericho oh, wow. said before, like you come in a mid Carter, you gonna stay a mid Carter. You know, but you know, it's all it's all respect on that. Um, but that is definitely one of the highlights of the network. They are they need to they need to make new ones. They need to make like new the ones. one that they did in 2012 about the evolution of hardcore, and then now you're talking about Pat Patterson talk- hates that shit. Yeah, and <laughs> even though like he's like one of these people that did a bunch of hardcore matches, yeah, and is known for it. And then now they're talking about you know for example like Hell in a Cell and all, even like the, the Lesnar Extreme Rules match with uh, Cena. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just wish they had kept doing these. I'm not saying they should do this thing weekly because they'll run out of material to talk about. Right. The only thing we'll be able to change really would be like to talk about the same things except have, have different some panels. People. I would say if they were to do this, do something like this once a month, right? Like there'd be plenty of stuff to talk about. Yeah, yeah, and I'd be down. I'd be down and watch that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know how enthused of people. Like, if you were to say like maybe you swap out the guys from that were you know like they were in the '70s and. You, you know, you had someone like you had a Bret Hart on every, a Bret Hart or a Shawn Michaels or a um, or a Kevin Nash. You get a current guy. You get like a current, yeah, like a current star, a current superstar, a a '90s superstar, like Attitude Era guy, and then someone from the '80s, another person from the '70s, and have like Jim Ross or Oakland do it. Yeah, There's no way that, time that would that would work. That would work. That that's a show right there in itself. Like. Forget Legends House. You don't have to have. You don't have to have them. Have have them fly them out. Have them stay up in some place, cooped up together, yeah. and then have them like and then make have to write a script to try to have like storylines for his thing. Just have them sit down there and, sh- and just record. Shoot the shit. Yeah, people watch that. I'd watch that. I damn sure watch that because like it would almost be like what's next. Like and you know yeah. you get you get someone on there that that's fucking up and says the wrong thing. Oh, it's gonna be even better. Like, and, you know, and you know me, like I'm, you know, how me and you talk about like WWE in 1997 all the time, all the time, all the time. Like I just sent you a text about like trying to figure out, okay, so so what the fuck happened? Like, yeah, like it's, it basically, Austin was like had Brett or had Sean not basically, you know, retired because of you know I believe it was the knee at that time. It was the knee. He lost a smile. 
Was that lose a smile one? Yeah, okay. Lost a smile, but it was really the knee, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was really he didn't want to lose the breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Air <laughs> quotations all around this. Like, we were talking about that, and like, okay, if Brett or if Shauna actually stayed, not retired, or whatever. Who for, the fuck does Austin fight? Like, who does Austin end up fighting? Like, at WrestleMania 13. Because it still would probably have been Sid Undertaker, just not for the belt. They probably would have had to, had to have him fight, like, Rocky Maivia for the Intercontinental title. Or something like that. Because Rock, the Rock fought the Sultan, I believe. Uh, Triple H was getting into something with Gold Dust. Then, I mean, you could have threw Austin and Triple H together. You could have thrown him and Rock together. It's Mankind? easy to say. Uh, I don't know who Mankind was was running it with then. I don't either. Yeah, it could have been Mankind. But even then, that I don't think stylistically that would have made for something very good at that time. Well, I mean... You could have just made a no disqualification. Because then, because yeah. our falls count anywhere. Because then, all right, there, you, know, you have Austin fighting in the crowd, and you have Foley falling off some shit, or falling through some <laughs> shit. Through some shit, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, that. so that would, I mean, but it's just, but the one problem would have been, like, who the hell is the face? Then you would have to turn Austin face prematurely, and that probably would have stopped him from being such a, wow. Or Sid. What, when, <laughs> well, that's the thing that was so weird about it. I was like, all right, like, if Sean had. You know, another thing is Sean left, and then they decided, all right, well, we have Brett versus. They decided, okay, whoever wins that ladder or that that cage match, whether it was Sid or Hart, who were the champ, who and Sid was the champion, whoever the belt. won that defends that belt at that WrestleMania. And it's like, all right, so in retrospect, you had Austin. You could have had Austin versus Hart go on last and completely blow the doors off of everything, or you have the match that follows it. And you have to like pull out every trick in the book to make that match entertaining because it's Sid versus Undertaker, and you have to you have to you know on the fly make it no DQ because of a fuck up. Yeah. And then you have to like have Brett come out um, twice at the beginning before the match started and at the end to end the match. Yep. WrestleMania then, is the biggest event in the U- of the world. Yeah, that too. <laughs> you also had you also had that that abomination of a fuck up that I love. So it's just. It's always I love playing what if with nineteen ninety seven all the time because and, it literally that, sets the it sets the key it sets the road to everything that's gonna follow it like if and, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels just somehow get along like and not even if they like you know if he lose the belt for it just if they get along yeah like shit changes dramatically yeah and then you get to the point of like all right well we don't ever get Mister McMahon if they get along yeah and then all the stuff with you know all the conspiracy theorists that also think like you know the whole entire like Vince knew that he like Vince had the money to pay Brett but he didn't want to and he, he did he wanted him out he wanted him out of there and then like he got him out of there and then he spent all the money that would have been paid for Brett to on stay Tyson. on Tyson and then all the conspiracy theories that think all the stuff involved in the screw job like that just part plays all into it like all this stuff leads to the screw job and it's so compelling like you can make a document people have made documents about the screw job alone but you can do yeah. like all the that's a like, 30 for 30 all the road of they don't do 30 for 30s on fake sports they anyway, should all like the all these things led to this to this one moment that's so huge and it's always going to be there years from now people will still be talking about this stuff that follow wrestling mm-hmm. and like, 97 was just this huge callus, and they were just stuck behind the eight ball because, like, NWO's kicking their teeth in in the ratings. Yep. Meanwhile, that might have been the, the single most important year in WWE history. Bro, like, for me, 97, 98 are, like, my two favorite years of wrestling, period. And I know I'm biased because that's the wrestling I grew up on mm-hmm. as a kid, but there's just so much stuff going on. Like, the Attitude Air kickstarting, NWO, Goldberg... Like cruiserweight wrestling, like ECW, mm-hmm. like starting like becoming big, and why people watch pay per views. I remember like first time I watched the ECW, first time I was pay per view. I was like, I had a like grew up with the, the, illegal, the illegal cable box. Yeah, so I remember seeing. That, I was like, what the fuck are they doing? All their matches are no disqualification. <laughs> really? <laughs> I remember first getting getting off my ECW like when Jerry the King Lawler would basically talk down on them boys. That's how I found out about yeah. it. And then all of a sudden the little invasion thing they did. They did. And then I would see it like in Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Like I was a heavy reader of PWI. That was like the closest thing we had to like the internet, you know, on 
you know, just at your fingertips. So I get the PWI like every month. Well, we had internet back then, depth. except it, you know, it was just yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, you just couldn't talk on your phone and be on there at the same time. Yeah. It couldn't happen. I used to go on AOL, bro. Hundred free hours. I remember I used to go on AOL, and then like someone would call in. I used to get so heated because remember it used to take like about like three minutes for some a page to load. Yeah. At that point, it's amazing how fast you come to, like just technology, but. Yeah, man, it was so irritating. And so for me, you know, a lot of people didn't get comfortable with using the internet until, you know, as far as getting high, until like the high speed broadband stuff started happening. Right. So like the internet was there and the message boards were there, but like the masses, the masses, were, yeah, no one, like I never knew like, to think of looking for that kind of stuff then. Yeah. Like I was so, going, I was like going the, on, on, the, on the internet, like looking for rap stuff. The magazines, much. the magazines were where it was at. It's based my point. Yeah. And, like, I, I would read those magazines from cover to cover, like, back and forth, like, for a month. Like, I'd bring them to school. Like, it was just, I'm like, man, who is this dude raving? Like, they, like, <laughs> like they, were really, they were really big for me, like, especially bef- even before, you know, the inter- the whole, like, internet starting to take off for, for like, for the, inter- for the community for wrestling. Like, when I was young, like, the 93, 94 mm-hmm. was about that time when See, I started. See, my memories haven't even started when that I, yet. When I started, well, I'm a year older. Oh, yeah. I'm damn near two years old, older than yeah. you. So, like, that's when it was, for me, it was just like, yeah. Okay, one, two, three, kid, cool. Like, Razor Ramon, cool. Shawn Michael, right. Bret Hart. Hogan's still on there. Flair. Like, Flair with, like, the bowl cut. Yep. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, so it was like, that was my thing. And then see PWR, I'm, like, seeing all these, like, guys, like, I've never seen this dude wrestle before. Oh, he's from Japan. Okay. Like, <laughs> like I just shrugged my shoulders. All right, well. Oh, there's Mitsuharu Misawa. Gotcha. You know, yeah. So, How is he the number one ranked wrestler in the world? Like, yeah. like he's who, not Bret Hart. Like, who like, the hell is Zushin Thunder Liger? Like, who the hell is that guy? <laughs> and then you see him, like, and then they finally get over to oh. WCW. Like, oh, my God. Like, why wasn't it? Like, why? And I, honestly, bro, honestly, the first time I, th- like, the first time I saw Ray Mysterio Jr., I really thought, like, bro, this dude's the best wrestler I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He's the best wrestler I've ever seen in my life. Like, everything I saw, like, Sean at that point was like, that Sean was the best for me. I'm like, bro, he's better than Sean and Brett. I can't believe, like, where did they find this guy? <laughs> like, why is he not, why does he not have to, like, I used to think. Like, like why is that the man, man I had a world heavyweight title? I used to think in case, I used to think like such a, I mean, I still do, but I used to think like, like a kid. Man, better than Hogan. Like, bro, <laughs> he's so entertaining. You know, who else is back flipping off people like this? Like, I had never. What the fuck's American one? I've never heard of that before. <laughs> Bitch, I know what a Frankensteiner is. Yeah, like, see, no, I'm not, I mean, I'm talking about, like, the old yeah. one. Like, the one he used to have where he would come off the top rope, like, spin. Spin on a bitch, Spin yeah. and then drop. Yeah. Off from the top turnbuckle. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. And then, like, the, the you know, the one that used to be his finisher, like, the, the hurricane going straight into the, the, yeah. the roll-up. Yep. Like, Raven Steer on Ultimo Dragon used to tear the house down. Yeah. And just like you said, the the cast system keep you where you at. Keep you are, you, where are, you, are, at. you are a cruiserweight. You ain't never going up. Uh, but uh, anything else to add about? Uh, I mean, Money in the Bank is coming soon. Um, I like the build so far. Let's see. You know, we're still trying to determine who's going to be in all the matches. Hence the yeah. you know kind of loose analysis we gave of when it. When is it? Like not next? It's the twenty ninth. Yeah. So two weeks basically. Yeah, twenty ninth. So okay. we'll be back next week to further break that down, watch you know what happens this week, and shout out to everybody that's 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 uh, tuned into One Nation Radio. A lot of new listeners, uh, we appreciate it. Make sure you rate us on iTunes um, to start populating us and all that. Spread the word. Um, hey, we'll, we're just real quick though. Don't 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 add us unless you're gonna start kicking that fuck shit. If you come out here with like one star, or zero yeah. stars, like nah, like. Rocks need to be kicked. Right. If that's what you, that's what you're trying to do. Barefoot. Like, you know, we're yeah. trying to you know start something. Obviously, you know, your what how you feel is how you feel. But you know, sometimes you're better off just not contaminating the you know you the know. polling. Yeah. Shouts out to uh, I just want to give a couple of shout outs to the last people in the mentions. Shouts out to Sierra Reed. Shouts out to Martin Dixon. Shouts out to JP Outerhaven. Um, Sunday Segway Podcast. Um, shouts out to Tina Scott. Um, shouts out to Aubrey Citizen. Um, King J. As well as A.M. Smith. I'm surprised you're not like doing sarcastic ones. 
as far as what? Like, shout out to Kawhi Leonard and shit, some shit like that. Yeah, shout out to him, too. <laughs> you know, shout out to the San Antonio Spurs, <laughs> the organization, the team, and the fucking crew. You know, oh, you know for the Miami Heat is a basketball team, you know, if you're down with the Miami Heat, fuck you, too. Um, let's see. Isn't your favorite rapper kind of associated with the Miami Heat? My favorite rapper? Yeah. Who's my favorite rapper? Jay-Z. He's not really associated with Miami Heat. Really? Nah. Oh, you know, you know, I can. I, I wish I had like a 106 apart flashback thing, you know, yeah, yeah. So, this is my, my terrible Jay-Z uh, imitation. Yeah, so, I'm bringing, I'm bringing a kid... Uh, LeBron, LeBron to to Rucker Park, yeah. <laughs> you know, thinking diamonds up. That man's been a mentor to, to LeBron for years now, for over a decade now. Now all of a sudden he's not connected. That doesn't happen. Okay, I mean, sure. Connected to the Heat, he connected to the LeBron, just just like oh, all these fans. Oh, I mean, you know, like only the only the best player on that team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That would, so Jay was connected to the Cavs too. I, I'll put you like this before. I'll put you like this. <laughs> Solange. Struck Jay Z and that uh, that videotape came out right, and Jay Z showed up to that game with Beyonce and just to try to get people to talk about that shit. LeBron dropped forty nine to get people to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a real friend. <laughs> shout, out to, shout, out to, shout out to Graham Herbert and WhatCulture dot com. You never heard you ever heard that take about that shit before, have you? Yeah. Never. Shout out to Chad <laughs> Chad Matthews. Hey LeBron, can you do something like this shit? <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle. I can't have him on Twitter talking about me and be talking about me like this, man. Do something. All right. I got you home. Shout out to Wale. Forty nine. Shout out to Tom Clark. <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy Donovan. Oh man. Sean maybe. Woo. And Not Ric Flair. Shout out to Siraj Kumar who retweets all my articles. Um. From India, I believe he's from. Whoa. Yeah. So we won we, we go we global on uh, One Nation Radio. <laughs> like like DJ Khaled? Yeah, we global. <laughs> yeah. But um we're we're gonna wrap this one up and we're gonna go into our orange is a new black one, so stick with us. Uh it's One Nation Radio. Later. Peace.